Good morning. I'm Arjun Singh from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Wednesday, March 24th. In today's news, Vivek Murthy is confirmed as Surgeon General. And North Korea fires short-range missiles in a challenge to the Biden administration. But first, the big idea. Less than a week after President Biden condemned a series of shootings in the Atlanta area, he once again lamented a shooting, this time at a grocery store in Boulder, Colorado. Another American city has been scarred by gun violence and the resulting trauma, the president said, before calling on the Senate to pass two bills already passed by the House that would strengthen background check laws and calling on them to reenact an assault weapons ban. But in a grim sense of deja vu, it's a position the nation has been in before. As my colleague Philip Bump reports, the country had an average of seven mass shootings a year from 2012 to 2020. And while the past year has been an aberration, possibly due to the lack of public gatherings in response to the pandemic, the Post Danielle Rindler reports that since last March, 22 other people have been killed in shootings in places like Illinois, North Carolina, and Missouri. While mass shootings became reoccurring events during the Obama and Trump administrations, little federal action was taken to control the flow of guns throughout the country. But this time, things might be different. Joining President Biden in his calls for gun control are Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, both of whom command majorities in each chamber that could help scuttle legislation. Calling the spate of mass shootings over the last several years a, quote, epidemic of gun violence, on Tuesday, Pelosi called for immediate action, while House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer called on the Senate to pass the House's legislation. But despite calls for more gun control legislation from the leaders of both chambers of Congress and the president, there is still a strong possibility that any gun control legislation will languish within Congress's upper chamber. With the filibuster still in place, a gun control bill would need 60 votes in the Senate before it could reach Biden's desk, making it an impossibility unless multiple Republican senators join with Democrats. Just as quickly as many Democrats publicly called for stricter gun control legislation, some Republicans denounced their colleagues for capitalizing on the shootings to advance a political agenda. Take Representative Lauren Boebert, a Colorado congresswoman who prominently campaigned on a pro-gun platform. Despite the tragedy in her own state, Boebert said the problem is not with gun ownership. Meanwhile, during a Senate Judiciary Committee hearing on Tuesday, Senator Ted Cruz accused Democrats of engaging in political theater before accusing them of trying to take guns out of the hands of, quote, law-abiding citizens. And, as my colleague Aaron Blake reports, despite the rise of mass shootings in the U.S., it's done little to move the Republican Party and especially its base of supporters, who overwhelmingly support protecting gun ownership rather than implementing gun control. And that's the big idea. Here are two other stories that should be on your radar. Number one. The Senate on Tuesday confirmed Vivek Murthy as the nation's Surgeon General in a 57-43 vote that places a longtime ally of President Biden in a highly visible role amid the coronavirus pandemic. My colleague Dan Diamond reports that Murthy previously served in the Obama administration and was an advisor to Biden's presidential campaign. The Surgeon General oversees the U.S. Public Health Service Commission Corps, a uniformed service of about 6,000 public health workers who have helped staff the coronavirus response and administer vaccines, but struggled earlier this year to get vaccinations of their own. Murthy first served as Surgeon General during the Obama administration, working on public health issues such as the opioid crisis. He also pursued his own work combating loneliness and the stigma of mental illness. He was the nation's first Asian-American Surgeon General. 
During his 2013 confirmation hearing, Murthy was criticized by guns rights activists for saying gun violence is a public health problem, a position he stands by. His nomination to return as Surgeon General under Biden drew scrutiny from watchdogs who flagged that Murthy was paid more than $2 million in coronavirus-related consulting fees last year by companies in the cruise, travel, and other industries, setting up a potential conflict in his role as public health spokesperson. Senate Democrats sidestepped the issue, and Senate Republicans said they generally support nominees with industry experience. Murthy has pledged to recuse himself from any conflicts as Surgeon General. Murthy briefly served as Surgeon General during the Trump administration, but was fired in 2017, halfway through his four-year term and replaced with Jerome Adams, a former Indiana health official and longtime ally of former Vice President Mike Pence. Number two. North Korea fired multiple short-range missiles this past weekend in response to a decision from the U.S. to move forward with joint military exercises with South Korea. The Post's John Hudson and Ellen Nakashima report that missile tests represent North Korean leader Kim Jong-un's first challenge to President Biden, whose aides have not yet outlined their approach to North Korea's nuclear program. The test put renewed pressure on the United States to develop a strategy to address a nuclear threat that has bedeviled successive Republican and Democratic administrations for decades. Former President Donald Trump had attempted to engage with North Korea through talks directly with Kim, while the Obama administration swore off communicating with the regime until it changed its behavior. Neither approach worked, though during the Trump administration, North Korea refrained from detonating a nuclear device or launching a long-range missile since Trump met with Kim in Singapore in 2018. In an effort to inoculate the administration from potential criticism, Biden administration officials disclosed to a Reuters reporter that U.S. officials reached out to North Korea through several channels starting in mid-February, but did not receive a response. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki later confirmed that attempted outreach during a press briefing. North Korea has not commented on its Sunday missile launches, puzzling U.S. and South Korean officials since the regime typically hails such developments to underscore its technical prowess. Officials in Tokyo and Seoul have told their American counterparts that they believe diplomacy would be the most productive format for dealing with North Korea. But U.S. officials say North Korean diplomacy is also difficult because the approach must be designed so that other countries in the region support it. There are also concerns that Kim's grip on power is less brittle than some analysts anticipated, raising questions about whether the regime can simply be coerced into giving up its weapons through punishing economic sanctions, a tactic tried by every other administration. And that's The Daily 202 for Wednesday, March 24th. I'm Arjun Singh. Thanks for listening.